Hello, everyone. This is Father Bill Nicholas, and this is Faith, Hope, and History. Greetings and welcome, everybody. It is Friday, July 9th, 2021. And on this day, going backwards in history, in 1919, in a boxing match, Jack Dempsey defeated world heavyweight champion Jess Willard. It was on this day in 1850 that the 12th president of the United States, President Zachary Taylor, died after only 16 months in office. He was succeeded by Millard Fillmore. In 1846, the Bear Flag Rebellion ended with the raising of the official American flag in Monterey, making California a full-fledged territory in the United States. And of course, it is from California that I am giving you these podcasts. And perhaps most importantly to our nation's history, it was on this day in 1776 that New York became the last American colony to approve independence from Great Britain. Which, of course, brings to mind the fact that last weekend we celebrated the 4th of July, our nation's independence from Great Britain, and we celebrate the birth of our nation. And, of course, this year it has been met with a great deal of controversy, especially over the last few weeks with the institution of Juneteenth as a national holiday. And I thought it would be good, since last week I was away on retreat, did not put forth a podcast, that this week, just a few days after the 4th of July, after we've had a chance to mull over what has been going on these last few weeks, not the least of which is the unfortunate violence that we saw uh, during 4th of July weekend, which we are seeing uh, a great deal of in many places in the United States, also with the controversy of some public figures taking the time of the 4th of July to, to attack and condemn this country, some of whom are members of Congress, which makes you wonder if they hate this country so much, why did they run for public office in its government? But also, this year's 4th of July being celebrated in the wake of Juneteenth, the now national celebration of the official ending of slavery in the United States. And while such an act is controversial, I'm not going to get into whether I personally think it should be a national holiday or not. Although I admit I am probably going to lean more towards Independence Day, July 4th, and probably emphasize also uh, Flag Day, which is also around the time of Juneteenth, although not on the exact day. But it is my hope that even in light of the fact that many people want to emphasize Juneteenth as the true day of independence in this country, many of them are bent on making sure we never forget that we are a nation that had slavery. Many of them say the nation was founded on slavery, and I'll address that later in the podcast. 
But they really want to emphasize, perhaps more than anything else, about our nation, the fact that slavery existed at the time the nation was founded. But the fact that we're celebrating Juneteenth could be a good development in that, because the very people who were pushing it as a reminder that we had slavery chose a day that celebrates the final emancipation of the slaves and abolition of slavery in this country, which I think is about time. I'm hoping now that Juneteenth is a national celebration that there will be also a greater acknowledgement that this country did in fact abolish slavery to the tune of over 600,000 American lives in the Civil War. Yes, this was a nation that had slavery, but this is also a nation that abolished it, even in the face of half of a country that did not want to abolish it. And that I hope they give some credit, finally, to our nation. Because abolition did not just happen overnight. It was the efforts of religious people, religious Christians, which was the power behind the abolitionist movement. It was a religious movement. It was a Christian movement. It was not a secular atheist movement. But because of the presence of religion in this country, slavery was in fact abolished. Many people like to emphasize both of these things, that yes, we had slavery and there's a separation of church and state. Religion should not have an influence on anything in the state. But Juneteenth celebrates the fact that slavery was abolished. This country did abolish slavery over 150 years ago. And it was a religious movement that got our nation to that point. And it almost tore the country apart because, yes, half of the nation did not want to abolish it, but the nation survived to be the nation it is that now cannot conceive or fathom that slavery ever existed. But it shows how we've, far we've come as a nation. That the promise of, of freedom, the promise of freedom in our nation's founding, was further realized in the abolition of slavery and continues to be realized as we grow more and more in that promise of freedom. Nothing is ever perfect in its outset. I always like to say, when babies are born... You still have to change their diapers, but eventually they grow out of that. And our nation was born with flaws, and we worked to overcome that. And Juneteenth will be an annual reminder, not only that, yes, we had slavery, which we all know, but now a reminder of something we don't hear all that often in the regular condemnation of some of this nation because it had slavery. It will now be a reminder that this nation did abolish slavery. And generations afterwards have lived in freedom to engage in the same struggle that we all engage in to succeed and to achieve, to varying degrees, the American dream. Now, there are reasons why people of African descent continued to struggle, and I won't get into that in this podcast because a lot of it has political implications as well, all of which are historical. And I know this is faith, hope, and history, and historically, it is true that it was a certain political party, and it was not the Republicans, who are responsible for wanting to maintain slavery, opposed abolition, was in favor of secession, maintained segregation, 
fueled the Ku Klux Klan, opposed the civil rights movement, but I won't get into that because I want to go backwards in history in which we remember our nation's founding. And many will say that this country was founded on slavery. But this country was not founded on slavery. However, it was founded with slavery. And there's a difference between being founded with slavery and being founded on slavery. Slavery was not the foundation of our nation's founding. Freedom and liberty is what this nation was founded on. And over time, this country has gone further than any other country to open doors to that promise of liberty and freedom to more and more people, which includes the abolition of slavery. But one thing I'd like to point out is that you really could not say that this country was founded on slavery unless every state, every colony agreed to it at its founding, which was not the case. After the American founding, with the principles of freedom and liberty, many northern slave owners did free their slaves in the spirit of the principles on which this nation was founded. And many states began to push for abolition. But the important thing at that time was bringing this country together under a national constitution, bringing this country together in revolution against Great Britain, and eventually establishing a means of governing this country. And that was the priority. The Constitution did have provisions in it that guaranteed the eventual abolition of slavery, and that too is another podcast, and I believe I've spoken of it in previous podcasts. But we really can't say that the nation was founded on slavery, because when this nation was founded, and for many decades after, people did not have a national sense of identity in this country, but rather they were connected to their individual states. That's why, for example, today, we remember in 1776 that New York was the last state to sign on to the Declaration of Independence. This wasn't a big unified movement on July 4th. Each state had its delegates that had to go back to their people or the leadership of that colony and then come back and representing the people sign the Declaration of Independence. They didn't just all jump forward and decide to sign it. It was formally adopted on the 4th of July, having been written a couple of days prior, and was distributed in the subsequent weeks. But each state signed on at different times, very soon after the 4th of July. But obviously, if today is the day in which the last state of the 13 colonies signed on, but the reason is because there wasn't a real national sense of unity as a nation. People were New Yorkers. People were from Massachusetts. People were Pennsylvanians. People were Virginians, North and South Carolinians, Georgians, and so forth of the 13 colonies. And for many decades after that, people didn't say we are Americans or that we're from the United States. They would say, I'm from Georgia. I'm from Virginia, I'm from Massachusetts, I'm from Connecticut, I'm from Rhode Island, I'm from Delaware, and so on. Because they really didn't have a sense of a single nation, but rather a collective of independent states. 
Ergo, the notion that some of the states could secede if they wished to. And they did in 1860 and 1861, just prior to the Civil War. But remembering the writings of the late author Shelby Foote, who wrote a trilogy, very thick trilogy, on the Civil War. Three books. I had the pleasure of reading those books a few years back. It actually took me uh, a year and a half in pacing myself to get through this, this mammoth work of Shelby Foote. He's featured prominently in uh, Ken Burns' Civil War series. And one thing he points out as distinctive in the Civil War is that it really formed us as a nation insofar as we had a sense of unity as a nation. He says, prior to the Civil War, people would say the United States are, plural, the United States are. And most people would identify with their individual state, such as Robert E. Lee, arguably one of the greatest generals we've had, but alas, fought for the South and was a slave owner and a plantation owner because he was more loyal to his state of Virginia than he was to the country as a whole. And there was very much that consciousness among people, especially in the South, an identification more with their state than with the nation as a whole. However, as Shelby Foote tells us, after the war is when we began to speak of the United States in the singular. Before it was the United States are, after the war, the United States is. And as Shelby Foote puts it, he says, that he thinks is the greatest contribution of the war is it made us an is. And we have a national sense. And as a national people, a people with a sense of union and unity as a nation, slavery could not exist. As long as we saw ourselves as a collective of individual states, and as long as that was the reality upon which politics and other aspects of our nation uh, was conducted, slavery could exist and did exist in the southern states. But as a nation that has a sense of unity among the states, slavery could not exist. And it is because we came together as a united nation, even if it was decades after the founding, because our mentality was developing more nationally rather than just of the state, the individual states, we could no longer proceed with the existence of slavery in this country. And so there really isn't all that accurate to say our nation was founded on slavery because we are thinking in terms of a united sense of the nation. The United States is. And in that mentality, you're right. We cannot exist as a slave state, nor could we. That mentality of the United Country doesn't allow itself for any kind of leeway for the existence of slavery. But once we grew in that unity sense of the nation, slavery was definitely doomed and could not exist. And that too is a product of our nation's founding. Even though slavery may have existed in some of the states, the fact that our founding was on freedom and independence and liberty, eventually that freedom and independence would be expanded and continue to grow as a nation. Without the founding, we would not have seen that. So thank God our nation was founded. And because it was founded on those principles, it was inevitable that we would overcome whatever shortcomings we had to those principles.
but also because we came together as a nation in the Declaration of Independence and in the Constitution. At that time, they may have had a mentality that we are a collective of independent states to the point that each individual state signed on to the Constitution and before that, the Declaration of Independence. Eventually, that act of signing the Constitution and coming together as a singular nation, even though it was a collection of states, it was inevitable that our mentality and our approach as a nation would eventually form into a sense that the United States is rather than the United States are. And so those are just some thoughts I wanted to share on this particular day, just a few days after Independence Day, in light of Juneteenth. Yes, our nation was founded on July 4th. Yes, it was founded with slavery, but because it was founded as it was founded, as our nation grew and came to embrace more and more those fundamental principles of not slavery and bondage, but freedom and liberty, we would eventually come together with a unified sense of a single nation, not a collection of states. And inevitably, that freedom and liberty would continue to grow to include more and more people. So on the one hand, yes, we're not proud of that aspect of our history. And every nation has flaws, flaws that every nation tries to overcome. And we had ours, and we overcame it. But we overcame it not only because our religious sense as a Christian nation came to abhor slavery to the point that this Christian movement fed and drove the abolitionist movement, the presence of religion in this country, but also as we grew in our identity as as one nation, we knew it could not be a united country with institutions like slavery. So hopefully we'll remember that as we subsequently celebrate Juneteenth, that we are a nation that did abolish slavery because we are the kind of nation we are. Even as a few weeks later, on July 4th, we will celebrate Independence Day and celebrate the kind of nation we were founded that became the nation that abolished slavery. So that's a a few thoughts for your consideration. And I hope it gets us thinking more about our history, not to condemn our nation, but to come to appreciate the ins and outs of what this nation is about, on which it was founded, and where those founding principles have brought us as a nation. And that's not something to condemn. That's something to truly celebrate. And hopefully, in celebrating Juneteenth, we will acknowledge that we would not have celebrated Juneteenth if we had nothing to celebrate on July 4th. So thank you for listening. And with any luck, I'll talk to you again soon.